Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So today we have Dara, who is a life coach, Dara Mack. Life coach, is that how, that's the, the business name? Yeah, yeah, I know it sounds a bit, uh, whenever I say I'm a life coach, I don't, I like it myself, but it's hard to put what I do into words otherwise. It's, yeah. uh, it's the most simplest way to put it, I suppose. It yeah, sounds way sure. more, it sounds way more, uh, it sounds way more, this was bigger than it actually is. Yeah. Okay. So we'll just get straight into it. What got you into kind of life coaching and then how you said there that it's not really like life coaching, but kind of is like, could you explain? So first, why did you get into it? And then like, what, what is it that you do? Like, like, yeah, if you could just explain yeah. it for someone who doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So first, my dog starts so barking so, in the background. I know. Yeah. Sure. Look, you know, you know, it's authentic then, don't you? Um, how down to it? So I suppose I've been always very interested in this kind of area from a very, very young age. I'm like, yeah. Uh, I started off with sports, like being interested in sports psychology, and then I kind of developed into general psychology and general kind of, I suppose, you know, um, psychotherapy, um, tools and kind of behavior tools, and you know, I was always interested in the whole thing of like goal setting and motivation and all that kind of thing <laughs> since mm. i was i'd say i was 13 14 you know um, where did that I come from anybody where did that come from um where did it come from i don't really know i suppose i was very sporty as a child you know and i always kind of thought the brain and the you know kind of journaling and reflection on your games and stuff was always mm. interesting and i heard of players doing i would have been a big actually a good reader I, I would I think in fifth and sixth class and you hear snippets from like Stephen Gerrard's book and you know the big Roy Keane's book and stuff mm. mentioning that they that sports psychologists and goal setting and you know aiming for things and stuff and it always really interested me um like even from a young age I remember football matches aiming for a certain score I think most people do, know, maybe they don't but and reflecting on games and stuff that was kind of the basis of it um, because I've heard other players doing it um mm you know and I think that, that peaked it and then it kind of grew and grew from there um, and I always felt that you know it was so powerful the mind um, and I think the leave, my leaving search year was very I suppose a learning curve for me at the time I'm sure it's still the same with all everybody different theories about how you should approach it and how you should do it and I remember my dad coming on Monday and saying oh this guy back in uh, in Cairo, it was St. Patrick's Day. And he goes, and he goes, and he didn't come out. He didn't come out at all St. Patrick's Day because he was studying. You know, he was studying St. Patrick's Day and he was studying Christmas morning and this kind of rubbish, like, yeah, you know, yeah. what difference does it make? An hour on St. Patrick's Day is the same as an hour on a Tuesday, like, yeah. you know? And I was like, okay. And I was like, okay, how am I going to approach my leaving search? You know, I was only in third year, mm. fourth time. And so I kind of started planning for my leaving search. I used to plan my study hours. I used to write down, I used to kind of have a rule that I didn't study on Sundays, you know, that, that was all my day off. I used to have a routine building. I used to, I remember every start of every month, from September until May, first week, what, what, what kind of routine am I going to have this week for study and what's going to maximize it. And that really settled me. I was never, ever got stressed by my leaving search. Not once. I never remember once feeling stressed. Um, and I got what I wanted. And yeah. never once. Feel, and I'm not trying to brag here or anything. It's just No, that, that's that a complete really contrast to to how I felt yeah. like I just yeah I, there was no structure or routine or nothing didn't study and mm. then but I just had no interest either and then just just winged it 
and it was stressful because I winged it. You know what I mean? So I think that's a big, yeah. big contrast. Like if yeah. I actually did that, like yeah. But I think the way I approached it was kind of the way I began approaching everything like that. Yeah. You're planning it, um, reflecting every week how I did, um, you know, having that meticulous structure in place, and it made me so relaxed. Mm. You know, I remember thinking like. I still think sports at the time. I still wanted to go to the gym or whatever it may be. Or mad, talk yeah. to my friend. But I pencil, lot, I pencil in yeah. it. Because a lot of people give up sports as well. There might be someone listening that's yeah, doing exams and leaving surf. They give up sports. They cut out like every kind of social event. They don't do anything. They go hermit mode. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I heard these stories and that scared yeah. shit out of me. You know, this example of my dad telling me that someone studied in St. Patrick's Day on Christmas yeah. morning and this kind of like why like like this is like these kind of hero stories you hear people like oh he gave up sports of the year he didn't leave yeah. his room he didn't go out yeah he didn't go out I was like that's not like that shouldn't be um held up on a pedestal that's not good for your social and yeah probably will lead to more stress yeah you know exactly um, not having that balance <clears throat> so I think that was a big year and I suppose I never thought about this really until you just asked the question right there where it mm. came from but just looking back at my leaving search really trying to strike that balance between I kind of had a, had an idea of how many hours I wanted to hit a week. On each subject and i try to get them in each day and try to free up as much time as possible to do something else or to enjoy myself but i was mm-hmm. i was very strict to myself i was very strict in that sense i wouldn't deviate from it unless something huge came up but 95 percent of the time i stuck with it and as i said never stressed even the weeks of leaving through and everything very much control the controllables this yeah. kind of thing going on in my head you know i was like listen i've done all i can you know and things like you hear these stories people staying up till 2 3 a.m and I was like, well, no, like, sleep is definitely more important. I'll try my eight hours and I'll, you know, I'll work around yeah. it and all this kind of thing. And I think that, and I think that I, I used that approach for, now I wasn't that good in college, but that was a different ballgame. But um, I used that approach for most aspects of my life. I didn't use that approach for my college exams, actually, ironically. And that's why probably what happened happened. But um, the majority of most things are most, I suppose, challenges I had to face. Yeah. I used that approach. And that's where I grew from. Cool. Um, so that's where it sparked from. That's where it came from. And onto your second part about what it is. So then COVID hit when I was in fourth year, and I kind of wanted to do something with my time. And um, so I, think I decided to do this. I was going to do a. I was looking into psychotherapy and counselling. So what, what were, were you doing? Years. So what you were in fourth year in college? What were you doing? In teaching, primary teaching. In teaching, yeah, primary teaching. Primary teaching, yeah, yeah. But COVID hit, and. I kind of thought I'm very, I suppose, action orientated. I was like, I have all this time now. What do I want to do with it? Do you know? I thought people are too often. I think people went too mm-hmm. injured in COVID. Yeah, they went sure. downhill, deeply downhill or drastically uphill, you know? Um, so I was like, I don't want to go downhill, <laughs> whatever happens. So um, I got a bit of money together and got loans and went for this life coaching because it seemed a bit. Um, it's kind of similar to counselling, similar to psychotherapy, but it wasn't as deep. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a form of diploma or something. And um, I felt this would be a good stepping stone into, because to do a counselling degree or to do a psychotherapy degree would be a master's or a four-year course. Like, this is a good stepping stone. It, kind of was, it was a lot of the same theory, a lot of the same theories, a lot of the same approaches, but just not as intense, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, that's how it started. And I thought the term life coach, I actually didn't even know what it was until I took the course. I was like, oh, this sounds like the cringiest thing ever. You know, and I still say, I'm like, oh, like, yeah. you know, it sounds like people, say, oh, some, like, people use the word guru and stuff. It's the furthest thing from that, you know, and you don't want to, you almost sound a bit 
I don't like I don't like the name at all. I yeah. I couldn't think of a better. I've, I've looked up. I can't think of anything like, you know, even the word coach. It doesn't. I know. I was going to say coach. I was going to say coach is something I see that's similar. So like, it might be someone that helps you think better and very similar yeah. to like life coaching but they just call a coach but now even like i would call myself a coach rather than a trainer because a trainer is someone who just prescribes exercises but i take more of a holistic view so that's why i would use the word coach but even then even my job mm-hmm. as well they're still kind of new enough people are like what what's an online coach do you stand there on zoom and do burpees i'm like no yeah. like, I, I like literally most of my job is like <clears throat> me actually having conversations with clients Sorry, <clears throat> looking at what they say and then trying to interpret what they say and ask questions based on that to get them to break down beliefs and then start to like, yeah, form like new habits and new mindset, and new beliefs around things themselves, because that's what leads to like long term. And I'm sure it's what you do is something very similar as well. It's a lot of like listening because like I would have done a motivational interviewing like at just level one. And I found that really interesting. I was the only personal trainer on it. Everyone else was like psychotherapists, therapists, teachers, you name it, like trying to like improve their work or they were there because work paid for it kind of thing. Um, but I found it really interesting because it helped me learn to listen a lot more and then figure out, okay, if someone's coming to me with a problem, I can give them advice be like, oh, you need to do this. Like, cool. Will they actually do that? Whereas if you actually listen and you hear, okay, this person's really struggling with their sleep. So you say, okay, something like, right sounds like you're having a really tough time at the minute and you you know you can't get to sleep is that is that what you're saying and by just reframing it like that you get them to talk a bit more about what's going on and then they feel more heard and understood and then they're in a position for change rather than you just saying oh yeah get seven to nine hours it's essential like that doesn't help anybody so like that's gonna that would be a lot of what i do and i'd imagine like with the life coaching it's it's a lot of like those kind of skills as well yeah, hundred percent. And I suppose my age sometimes comes against me. I, I'm, I'm, you know, money in my mid twenty. People say, "What the fuck would you know that?" Well, like, and hundred like, percent. But I'm, not, I'm not telling a fifty year old what to do. I'm not telling. You know, like, it's, yeah, I yeah. work with a lot of people my, our own age, and I suppose why would they listen to me? I suppose is often the question. Or why would, it, would anybody listen to you? Do you know, I've, I've got told this. I'm sure. It's part yeah, of, I've part, heard part when I knew. Yeah, when when I said I was meeting you, I got, it's like, oh, what does he do? Who is he? I was like, he's a life coach. He's like, what age is he? I'm like, mid-20s? Like, no offense, but like, what what does he know about it? And 100%. So like, what would you say to a question like that? If someone said, what do you yeah, know like, about life coach? I've gotten it before. Or, yeah. I've gotten it before. And my thing is, I, I'm not sure you see it as well, but I do mostly with men between probably 25 and 35, 40-ish, okay? Um, and I suppose from what I've been studying and what I've been doing, all I'm trying to do is pass on what I've learned and what I've mm. other clients onto them. I'm trying to help them. And if I can just declutter their head pretty much. Yeah. And a lot of people, Anna, I'm sure you find the same way with your online coaching. They just want someone to listen to an unbiased opinion, someone that isn't their mom yeah. or their dad or their best friend or their girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever they just want someone to I, I when i talk to you know you're my client i'm talking to you i don't know who your partner is who your parents are who your friends are so i'm listening to you holistically that a lot of people don't have that in their life mm. they talk to their mom about their girlfriend but the mom knows the girl the mom knows so the girlfriend. It's a tri- it's a, yeah, yeah it's a triangle or you talk to your fr- one friend about the other friend it's not unbiased 
but you're telling me about you know you're telling me about your friend or something i don't know i don't know your friend so everything you tell me i take it as the truth so i'm listening to you and you'll get a buzz off that because you'll be like this is the first person who understands me and of course i understand you because you're telling me you're telling me everything from your point of view and i all i all i have to go off is your point of view so that's when the health the rest and the rest like doesn't matter you. really the rest doesn't matter no and that's when i ask my questions that's when you look for the deeper meanings and why do you feel this way or what do you feel or how do you how did you do that or why did you do that or whatever it may be and that would be the problem solving then you have things like structure a lot of lads don't know how to structure their week i don't know how to plan their week it's small things it's, i'm not going into i'm not changing anybody's life drastically forever i'm just giving them little tips and nudges and try to improve it you know um like stuff like so yeah stru- stru- planning their week and structuring simple thing like sitting down on a sunday evening for half an hour and planning out what you want to do mm-hmm. a lot of people a lot of people don't come to me and never done that before and it changes their life loads gives them way more time or for example um how they maybe deal with work or something how they view things do you know and they might have a negative viewpoint with something so i'm not trying to flip that and try to switch it or maybe they don't feel good enough or they feel maybe um i had a quite glad a person last night asked me on my instagram about imposter syndrome mm. how do you deal with imposter syndrome so i thankfully i researched this i know how to deal with imposter syndrome i know the light the tools you need to use to get past that that works for majority people it might not work for this person in front of me but then we try something else and we try another routine so it's not kind of sitting through all that and essentially the big thing is the space it's a clean space between me and the client if he can trust me fully i can trust him fully that no one's lying no one's bullshitting we're telling each other the complete truth okay and with that like how many people are you doing your life are you 100 percent truthful to mm. So literally, you've never lied in your life. You've never, ever told a white lie. You've never slightly changed a story. You've never slightly over-exaggerated or under-exaggerated. There isn't many. So this mm-hmm. clean space is, it's, I can feel it because I went through this stage of life coaching myself and I can feel the clean space. It gives both of you energy and it kind of leaves that area. And that area is just going to be full of growth then and full of, like when you're fully honest with someone, the chances of you getting to the bottom of the problem is much higher than if you're telling little white lies here and there, if you're over-exaggerating or under-exaggerating or whatever it may be, because you need to know what's going on fully. Mm-hmm. So essentially, it's just trying to improve. Like what I do is try to improve their life. I'm not trying to change it massively. I'm not like giving them 12 rules to live life by or anything like that. It's trying to see the problem and declutter their head. Because a lot of them come to me in the initial session, the consultation session, and they have so much going on. They don't have one big problem, but underneath that big problem, there'll be four or five small problems. You know, so you're trying to get through all that and trying to declutter and make it as clear as possible. At the end of the day, I make no decision for anybody. I would never tell anybody what to do. Never. I never have. I don't ever plan to. But what my thing is, is they tell me the situation. Okay, then I lay it out for them. This is option number one, and this is option number two. And that's what you have. A lot of them don't look that way. They look at it like they have. Do you, do you ever see the Christmas lights there at Christmas? And it's all tangled up. Mm. You're trying to untangle. They, they have four, four or five of those lights going on. You know? And they, 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 they do. And they don't know where to start. They don't know where to begin. They don't know where the ending is. They don't know where it started. They don't know what's going on. They're just looking and they're overwhelmed. So my job is to declutter all that. And think, okay, this is option number one. This is option number two. This is option number three. This is the consequences if you do this. This is what might happen if you do this. This is what might happen if you do this. So... Are you comfortable with those consequences? If you are, go for it, try it. If it doesn't work, move on to option two. 
it's 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 it obviously is simpler than it sounds like it sounds like a life coach you're like what is that kind of mystical thing mm. you know but it's, yeah. it's it's really practical so yeah it sounds a lot like um counseling because i would have done counseling before but obviously you said it's yeah. not as deep and so if you're not maybe dealing with trauma and so if it's more about practical life skills and uh yeah sorry, one, yeah one thing of that i mentioned this to you in melbourne um but life coaching is all about looking forward mm. okay and that's the big difference between life coaching and counseling because i i realized this one did a bit of research on it life coaching is all about looking forward and using the tools you have to try to get from a to b where mm. counseling you'd be a lot of you'd be doing yeah, a lot of looking you, back yeah for sure and what happened yeah yeah you're, de- you're often no you're all good you're often like dealing with things that happened in the past and trying to work through them and i think that's important as well but i also found so i've done i did like over two years two and a bit years or something so a lot of it was like past childhood work all that kind of stuff and then after a while i was like Do you know what i actually feel fine like there's a weight lift off my shoulders and i was like it was great like i really recommend it. and i've done loads of podcasts talking about it and stuff um but at one point i was just like right this is kind of it's kind of enough of like thinking about the past and stuff. I just want to like not forget about it, but just move on from it, mm. you know? So I think that's probably where life coaching comes in. Or if you, if you feel like, yeah, maybe there's shit in the past, but you don't really need to, to unclutter it and deal with it. Like, cause who's to say you have to, do you know? Um, and the more you think about that, the more it can drag you, drag you down. And you don't want to be stuck in the past. Cause all you really have is like this moment. And then every moment after it, everything, even what I just said now is gone. So, you know, you can't actually change that, but you can change what maybe happens going forward. 100%. And I often say it's not about seeing the, I suppose, I'm, I like these big quotes because you know, people do get above them, but it's not about seeing yeah. the top of the stairs, it's about seeing the next step. You know, so mm-hmm. if you can see the next step all the time, you know, that's what I try to do with my clients. After every session, what's the next step? Just one step. Let's, we're not going to look at that final picture and the big prize at the top. What's the next step? you know but getting clear on those steps mm-hmm. is i suppose the heart that's new to the end and i suppose you mentioned there about the counseling and the life coaching they do tie in together a lot of my clients have done counseling before so they'll say to me something like for example i had a client where a relationship fell apart um you know and he was like this is my relationship fell apart this is what happened and this is why it happened and this is what I'm, this is what i felt at the time i've discussed all of my counselor but now i want to move forward mm. You know, so it was brilliant. So it's like first session, he told me exactly why it happened, how he felt about it, why he felt that it happened, um, how he felt at the time, how he felt looking back. Because I know that now, it's clear to me. Because now I want to move forward. Now I want to try something different about or whatever he wanted to do. Um, so it's it's brilliant if they can go if if they've done that work already before they come mm. to me. It makes my life a lot easier because sometimes I can feel. I'm not sure if you can feel the same with your online coaching, but you can feel stoppages or you're like, you can feel a sudden stop in momentum and the client might go cold on you for a while. Yeah. You might stop replying or you might miss a session. You're like, what's going on here? And you figure out something's happening. You're like, okay. But it's some, something unresolved that's popping up. That's, and you're like, oh, listen, something that happened, I don't really want to talk about it. And you kind of tell, these are probably lying to me. Yeah. And that makes the relationship, that strains the relationship as well, but then you have to work past that. It's more... It's more friction between the two of you, and really, you want to at least as least as amount of friction as possible for it to be mm. as successful as possible. For sure, I'll often like see, so I'll try and catch that as early as possible. Because if I don't, person misses, 
it's not even about missing one session but it's like maybe missing a check-in missing not replying to me for a few days and it's like hey is everything okay because sometimes sometimes it is and they're just like oh sorry i've been super busy but the longer you leave that off the easier it is to just go oh sure i didn't reply in a few days or i didn't do this fuck it and then forget about it and that's not like on my part trying to just keep a client there it's like you came to me with a problem and a goal and i want to get you to that and the reality is that's going to happen you're going to have ups and downs because i think a lot of people just think okay i'll start with a life coach i'll start a personal trainer and then as soon as i like hand over my money and get started magic is going to happen i don't really have to yeah. work and it's going to be plain sailing but it is not like there's going to be ups and downs like i had a client so i run a challenge as well and he's it we're in the this is the last week of the challenge dislocated his fucking shoulder at his first jiu-jitsu session um and he'll probably listen to this podcast as well but it was like the first day of a jiu-jitsu course beginner's course dislocated shoulder now there's also another lad who like went back under underwent like back surgery in the middle of the challenge and decided right i can do my steps i can control my food etc i've loads of examples like that of people like i know this guy will keep going with what he can do because he's he's that kind of mindset um whereas if you don't if you approach it in a different way where you're like okay it's gonna go this way and it has to go this way and your expectations are super high when when shit hits the fan which it will you'll just say right that's that's a sign that i shouldn't do this or fuck it i'm putting it off Whereas what you want to see is like these setbacks, you know, something happening as I always try to get clients to kind of approach them as like a challenge, like, okay, what, what's happened before that's been worse than this? And like someone died, this happened, this happened, like, were you fine after? Yeah, absolutely. So will you be fine after this? Yes. Yeah. So it's just that small change as well. And realizing that there are going to be like pitfalls as well. Like there's going to be peaks and valleys. It's not just going to be straight up as much as i'd like it to be like it never is you know even if it's someone's just working me for 12 weeks six months a year whatever it is i always see there's ups and downs no matter what it is um but it's just part of life 100 percent. um yeah it's funny what you said about the you know we have we have linear expectations you know so for example like if the, the easiest one ever is the weight loss one because people think it's, it's a number, but if you're losing, yeah. trying to lose half a kg a week, you start at 90. You expect week two to be 89.5, week three to be 89, yeah. whatever, 85.5, so on, so on. And I'm not sure, have you ever seen exactly that? Probably not. Don't it's think so. always up and down. And it's the same, it's the same in every area um, and every, I suppose, every facet. Most, most facets of life are the same, you know? And people, and it's that kind of resilience to get past the week where you, or trying to lose weight and actually you gained the you gained the kg or whatever it may be it's about that that's that's when the test comes and that's where i suppose you find out that's when you really find out what kind of client you're dealing with you know but it is on you as well i take onus on it to make sure their mindset is ready for that to say listen it's not going to be linear and when it hits when you do take a backward step or when you do have a bad week or a bad day how you bounce back you know and that's that's the difference between someone who's going to who's going to finish at the top and reach their full potential, reach their potential, mm-hmm. then someone who's going to fall fall off halfway through. Um, it's all about progress, you know. So, for example, if like if they did put up put up a kg, I'm giving an example because it's numbers. Put up a kg. Well, what happened that week that you did put up a kg? Okay, actually, I was I went on a, I went on a night drinking or whatever, and I had a takeaway the day after. I don't know. This is an example, and you get okay, perfect. So now we know 
Now we know that you need to cut back when you're drinking. You need to cut back and have whatever. I don't know, less drinks. And the next day we never take away, get a smaller takeaway. See, now we have that information. We wouldn't have had that information if this didn't happen. So you have to try to get the silver line. And it's tough for them, especially because if they're in a shit mood, they're like, this is falling apart. It's tough for them to see that. So it's my job to sorry, listen. This is actually good. It's not, I know it feels shit. I know you feel like shit. I know it feels shit. But you now know this. You now have clarity on this. This is now not a black and white. This is now that that part of your life that was grey. Yeah. You didn't know what Now you know it's black. Now you know forget about it or whatever. Maybe all like I don't throw under all these buzzwords, but clarity. I don't know. I'd be throwing on buzzwords in the next half an hour. That's all good. But honestly, clarity. When you have the clarity, you can your your path looks so much more clear because it's that lack of clarity, that lack of like, being in grey areas. And I have a problem with this as well. I have a serious problem with uncertainty. But I don't know what's happening the next day or mm. if I don't know what's happening next week. Do you know, I do feel anxious. Like, the scenario today where I was supposed to be working this morning. And last night, 5 p.m., started is no work. Boss is up sick, couldn't put you other. Straight away, I was like, oh, okay, what am I going to do with my day? Yeah. What do I do here? Do you know, like, how do I handle this? And for the next half an hour, I was a Fucking little bitch. I was pissed off. I was walking around pissed off. I was in a bad mood. I was like, fuck this now. Don't work. I'm losing all this much money. Job this day now. What am I going to do? Everybody has to work out. I'm bored. So there's like half an hour. Like, no, no. You have to be, you have to do it. So got up, got pen and paper. Like, okay, five jobs that I've been putting on the long finger that I need to get done. Sorry, jotting all the jobs that I need to get done. You know, some other things like I need to update my Instagram profile. Uh, I need to contact my social media guy to get some custom. I just podcast with you. I want to try to be open that. You know, I had a few more little jobs at the shop. I felt so much better. Mm. So much better. Woke mm. up, woke up this morning, had a coffee, did my jobs, was finished on three o'clock, relaxed. Great. But today was a brilliant day. But last yesterday at 5 p.m., I was like a bear going around because that little, do you know, it didn't go to plan. I wasn't mm. clear. I had that grey yeah. area. Tomorrow was a grey area. I wouldn't know what was going to happen. You know? And probably it's an area where I need to improve myself. This uncertainty. And not know what's going to happen. Because I really aren't comfortable with it. And it's probably an area I need to look at myself. But I do try to manage it, I suppose. Like little tricks like that. Trying to plan. If you, yeah, try to plan and try to kind of, how you kind of react to the situations where it is a grey area. Is how I deal with it. Mm. I'm not sure is that right or wrong, but it's how I deal with it and it works for me. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm much more like just go with the flow. Like, although like mm. when when I'm in routine, I know what I'm doing. I feel like okay, I'm definitely you know achieving something and I'm making progress. But I'm also okay with like you know not having a specific plan, and it often leads to like yeah, okay, I know I need to do this today. And let's say yesterday, this is an example. I knew I needed to reply to about six clients each reply would take a few minutes because I'm reading through it. I'm thinking about what to say. I'm replying properly. So it took me like 20, 20 minutes, I'd say. Um, but I was putting it off all evening because I was also like selling my car and that just, that threw my whole day. Cause your man was texting me. When would I meet him? Would I meet him? What time? Blah, blah, blah. All this crap. And I was like, right, I'm not buying and selling cars. That's not something I'll ever do in my life. Like if I need to sell a car that I bought once, yeah, but I'm not getting into that cause it's just stress. And you're getting loads of messages and all this. And my day was thrown a bit. But then that led to me like having to do that work at like 10.30 at night, like for about 20, 30 minutes. And then trying to wind down, having less time to do that as a result. But I know that, okay, if I 
had planned that right. I know I'm trying to sell a car tomorrow. Let's try and get that work done at this time to this time. I would yeah. have been a lot more like I have it done now. I can relax. You know, yeah. so it's to, to find that balance, I think. Yeah, and these are real life problems. Like this is everyday yeah. problems that people face. For sure. You know, and you said mentioned go with the flow. I can go with the flow for a day. I, I for about a day I can do nothing, but after the day I'm like, okay, what's next? You yeah. know, and I've always been that way. I never settle, never ever settle. But I suppose, I suppose it, it can be a good thing and a bad thing. You know, some of my friends can sit around all day and watch TV. Yeah, I and can't do that either. Each, each, yeah, each their own. You know, each whatever makes like whatever makes you content and happy. But I can't do that. I'm very mm. much action orientated. I, I, I feel weird if I sleep in. Do you know, like Same, sometimes yeah. that's okay, but like, you know, and yeah, I've always been, even as a child, my mom would be telling me, I'm, I can never relax. I was in the go, what's happening tomorrow? What's happening today? What's happening tomorrow? Who's coming today? Do you know, always. Um, and I'm still the same, you know, and I suppose it works for me in the sense that I'm extremely busy and I, I, be, I don't feel any stress of being busy i like being busy i like having a lot of things you probably f- feel your like best when you're busy 100 yeah, percent. same as myself and yeah so but then people around me would kind of sometimes uh find it frustrating when i can't relax or can't settle down one place or you know that's the other side of it i suppose or you know just yeah generally if we're on holidays or something i can't really people sit by the pool and stuff i can do that for about an hour but i'm like I can't do this anymore. You know, we need to go somewhere or whatever. But, but that that kind of trying to get the balance right, and you know, it's it's learning. We're constantly learning about each other. Like we're only, well, I'm only in my mid twenties. You know, um, I was having this discussion with someone the last day. I think I I think from what I see and from the age I'm at now, I think people develop so much from the age of 21, 22 when you leave college mm. to your like 26, 27, 28. The development, the that development stage people change so much and you really find who you are i think or who what yeah. kind of purpose you'd like most yeah. people now i'm not saying i'm not saying panic stations if you're 30 and don't know what your purpose is but i'm saying you have a fair idea you know because i feel college is like well i went to a teaching college mary i was small so you're constantly you're constantly always trying to fit in like a secondary school um i know people people find themselves in college and big university stuff and they kind of find their own group of friends and stuff but um, that wasn't really the case where I went to college. People were trying to fit in. You play GA, you're from, you know, you, you go, you go on Monday night, you kind of think it was, it was kind of, um, it was very similar to fit in. But I think between the, even my own friends now, between the ages of 21 and 21 and 26, 27, we're all still friends, but you can see people are changing. People are mm-hmm. having their own opinions and we're not just following one person. Um, we're all, sticking in our own opinions that we all have a different opinion about different things and we often argue about different things and stuff and that wasn't happening when we were in our 19s we all kind of agreed on everything you yeah. know which is great we were and i think we're all confident enough to say what we really think yeah good. yeah i think a lot a lot of change happens for sure around around 20 i think because of covid it was really weird but i'd say after 22 yeah just a big change and then the last even the last year so i like to like i turned 26 last month but every year i like to kind of like reflect and think okay what did i learn what were the lessons i learned and i usually make a post but this year i was like traveling home and i just didn't so i will do that but 
one of the biggest ones like I reflect back and I was like what did I like learn or what did I f- like decide to forget or leave behind so the big one for me was just like I just feel like this massive like weight is off my shoulders and just I don't give a shit anymore like why um I don't know I think it, it might have been like the travel and everything and just so much happening in the year like living in a different country and all of that and it was just like I just started thinking what's the not in a bad way but like what's the point like as in why would I be anxious about something when I don't even know why the fuck I'm even here on the planet you know what I mean and that that for someone else that causes them causes them anxiety whereas I'm like no life is like life is a finite and you only have a certain amount of time it's like why would you spend so long being anxious and worrying about things and do you know what I mean yeah well there are certain situations that arose or certain did you have a light bulb moment or did you just kind of when you were reflecting well I here? did there was a light bulb moment a few years ago um so there was someone close to me that like basically nearly died I don't want to get into it too much but very close to dying yeah. um and luckily we got there on time and stuff and I just the next day I woke up and I was like fuck like I just realized how like short life can okay. be and then after that day I started making content and talking to the camera and I was like I don't care anymore but that literally yeah. like completely changed the game for like my content um and even now you'll see it in my content i'll say what i want and do what i want and i don't really care um but i think that just grew stronger than the last year for some reason i don't know why i don't think there was any specific moment but mm. i used to like even just thinking like i would get anxious a lot like um i talk about it a bit but it's probably it's more like a lot of people are like oh i feel a bit anxious it's like yeah, but a little bit anxious and like anxious to the point where you fucking can't do a food shop by yourself. Like there's a big difference. So I would have struggled with that before and stuff. Um, but even like, let's say walking around Galway, I'd always have a little bit of like low level anxiety because I'm walking around. People know me. They think, oh, he's the personal trainer. He's this guy. People have an expectation. All of that. When you go away to Australia, you don't know anybody. There's there's more people in Melbourne than there are in fucking Ireland. So, you know, you don't even bump into people, you know, and you're like, I can just be myself and you're meeting new people. They don't know anything about your past. They don't know anything about who you're supposed to be. Nobody else has tell them anything about you. People didn't even know I was a personal trainer, say in jujitsu. I was rolling with them three, four times a week, like meeting them, talking to them, walking home with them, stuff like that. They had no idea what I even did. So they're just forming opinions on the person they met at the moment. Um, and I think that was like massive. Um, but coming back to that kind of anxiety, like, I'll notice now if I walk around, I don't have that. Like, I'm not thinking about, okay, what am I going to say here in this situation? Or how am I going to respond? Or how am I going to kind of carry myself? Um, so, yeah, I think that's that, that's that been fucking huge. But, yeah. That's good. That's good. And what, actually, a question now, and I'm, I'd like to get your opinion on this. What do you think that is, the anxiety thing? Because it's such a fucking buzzword. And yeah. You know, like every everyone now seems to have anxiety. Yeah, it, that, that, every everything is combating anxiety, and but is it actually? I suppose this could be a separate podcast altogether. Yeah, but probably. What do you do? You see, if you could look back in your early twenties now, about the same, was there anything, any two or three things that you think is the main route? Or do you think if we could get rid of those two or three things that this would clear up, I don't know, 50, 60% of it off? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, a lot is, of my... Is it, is it solely the phones? 
it's the phone. Like, is it? Would you say it's 60-70% the phones? Or do you think there's other things involved as well? I th- for me, there's other things. So I think a fo- phone for me wouldn't be that like Rucos. I know the Rucos from like doing counselling and stuff. Like I know a lot of my anxiety would come from low self-worth. That would come from things that happened in the past. Um, and then constantly, like let's say if I'm car- walking around or something, I'd be conscious of, oh, people are looking at me and I'd be, I'm quite a sensitive person anyway. So if someone looks at me or if someone makes a comment about me, I can, I'll pick that up like. I'll even feel it like, do you know what I mean? And then it's like, fuck. And I know that person's saying something. So a lot of mine comes from that, but then there'd be certain triggers. Like if I got up first thing in the morning, I'd, I had a load of notifications going off. Like I said this in a recent podcast, I know I'd feel anxious that day. If I hit snooze a few times and I don't just get up, I'm going to feel like shit. Like my mood is dropped completely. If I get five hours sleep every night, like I know that I'm probably going to be a bit more on edge, like if I have more than two coffees. So like it's, I think for me, right, I figured out the root cause, cool. I figured out the certain triggers. There's maybe certain people that I try to like distance myself from a little bit because I can pick up in their kind of crap and then I feel anxious. And uh, and then there's triggers as well that set me off. Like if I woke up and literally just scrolled, I know other people do it and they love it and they're like cup of tea in bed and scroll. My girlfriend's the like loves it and i'm like if i do that like my day could literally be ruined like if i just sat there and scrolled because now i'm thinking about a million things instead of just get up focus on breathing have a shower have my cup of tea or my cup of coffee right what do i need to do have my breakfast and then then i might get into work um you know so hopefully that answers it a bit but i don't know exactly i think it's it's gonna be different for everyone but i definitely think yeah technology makes it like easier to be anxious because everybody kind of wants to wants instant replies and stuff um they can kind of contact you at any time really um there's so many ways yeah. to contact you and as well as that it's information overload like I, i've clients that are like for example a client yesterday she was saying something about food and oh you know i'm trying to avoid these bad foods and i know you said like there's no bad foods but then i see this stuff online here and it says you shouldn't eat this and i'm like look you do me a favor, unfollow all of the other pages and just listen to me. And like, I'm not saying I'm better than them, but you need to just reduce the amount of like noise in your life, basically, and just focus on one and your own. Um, and I think I think that's a lot of it for a lot of people. Um, and then there's comparison and I would fall into that myself. But my comparison would be I compare myself to other coaches because I follow lots of them. I'm friends with them. I see coaches doing like literally millions making millions doing the same job as I am. It's very hard not to compare and go, what the fuck am I doing? Like, you know, so I think there's a lot. I think yeah. social media definitely plays a role. I'm not saying it's the main reason. I don't think it's causing anxiety, but I think it can it can set off and be a trigger for somebody that might be prone to it. You know, so are we all prone to it? I'd say so my opinion on it is a lot of us are what I think some people are more genetically like predisposed to it so i know like there's there'll be mental health in my family so from a genetic standpoint like i just have to manage my mental health a little bit better like that's Mm. that's fact like that's not me just saying fuck my life is harder or whatever it's not like um then i've let's say a friend i was in barcelona with he'll have three or four coffees a day no problem uh no, no stress about anything. No, like, oh, I'll take it easy. I'll like, there's no rush. There's no panic, no nothing. Never 
I don't think I've ever seen him like anxious. Uh, running off like two or three hours sleep because we got like fuck all sleep before leaving. He seemed to be absolutely fine. I was like dying on the inside. So like I think, I think some yeah. people are a bit more prone to it, but I don't know the numbers at all. But some people are just no, able no. to just, just not feel it. Like they're just like fuck it, yeah, I feel tired, but I'm yeah. grand. If I feel tired, like yeah. I, my stomach's like turning upside down. Yeah. So uh, I, I've uh, we I had a funny experience this year. I went to Vietnam for about a month uh, by mm. myself, but uh, we we're on this cruise ship. Okay, called it was up the oh, I forget the name of the river now. It was North Vietnam. Um, it's got I lost. Anyway, long story short, two nights, uh, one night. I'll, I'm gonna find it. North Vietnam River, yeah. Yeah. Because um, there will be people that will listen. Like, oh, obviously. yeah. Um, river cruise, say river cruise. Um, Red, but, uh, river, Red River Delta, no? Red River. No. Ma no. River. Look at the coast. <laughs> it might be the coast. One second. Um, but long story short, the, the, um, the, the cruise had no, no treaty. And no yeah. Wi-Fi. Um, so um, what that meant was that uh, we couldn't want our phones, obviously. So was it was it Halong um, Bay? Sorry, Halong Bay. Hey. Halong Bay. Thank you so much. Halong Bay. I can get off my phone now. Halong yeah, Bay. Yeah. It was Halong Bay. The cruise in Halong Bay. Uh, oh, sorry again. Cruise ship in Halong Bay. Anyway, we got on the cruise ship. Uh, I say there was about twenty-five of us. Uh, we didn't know each other, different groups. We all, most of us solo traveling, actually. A few groups. So, that's very short. Just before you get into it, what made you, um, what made you decide to like solo travel and go to Vietnam? Curiosity. Curiosity. Um, always something I was interested in. And just the circumstances fell. Um, that. I was going to Australia and I was kind of thinking I might as well I knew it was a long flight and stuff and I seen places in the middle mm. and I hear I heard of people going to a- Asia and stuff uh, but I had a serious love for history in secondary school I always have myself and my dad share that we watched documentaries about Vietnam World War Two, and the Cold War uh, Irish history you know War of Independence Easter Rising everything troubles I, I listen to history podcasts every day Vietnam War. I was obsessed with that series, and I did my leaving cert. Obsessed the whole thing. Used to watch documentaries the whole time. Um, just it's crazy. Like the first war, America lost, and America lost, and all the collusion involved, and the lies and told everything. Anyway, uh, I'll visit that now. I'll go to all the war sites. I'll go to all the, you know, the killing grounds and the different places that the Americans were, and different places that the Viet Cong were, and the different places that the North Vietnamese Army were, and South Vietnamese Army, and where the parallel line is and Ho Chi Minh and all this kind of stuff so that was my head um, but anyway back to Holland Bay so we went on the cruise no coverage all chatting away it was the first time we just had to talk to each other mm-hmm. and no one on the phone no one taking pictures but Instagram and you put a post last day about oh taking pictures how would your life change about Instagram Yeah. no one wanted to take photos the girls were more nothing girls lads like this as well you know but everybody was more relaxed no one was posing no one was oh I'm looking at a picture here 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 everybody's more relaxed and i never forget it. We got back to the port the day after and we got into a 3G zone. And if you know, the, the bus, ping, 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 yeah. ping, 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 ping. Notifications are going 90. 
everybody had 25 plus and we all looked sure and we all said oh, i don't even want to approach this like we just i don't even want to deal with this like you know and we're like let's give it another hour so we all for a phone call. let's turn off 3d for an hour so we all for a phone call talk for another hour and then it came and i said oh like we had to scroll through and like there was nothing urgent i was like i'm gonna leave it for another hour or two that's i'm not going near my phone like, mm. i couldn't get over and it was the first time i think since that I felt just pure, being purely, I know these monks and all these people who do meditation talk about being present, mm-hmm. purely present. Yeah. On the boat and in the bus and all that. I couldn't get over the feeling. And I tried to incorporate it more into my life. I use an app called the Forest app. It locks your phone for half an hour, 40 minutes. Still use that. I try to leave my phone at home if I go for a walk. And I try, I try. I'm trying to be my phone, you know, less at work and stuff. And I go to the mm. bathroom, try to leave my phone up in the bathroom. Small things. Try not to scroll first thing in the morning. But it's tough not to scroll first thing in the morning. But what I've been doing since I was 14. Yeah. You know, so now, instead of going social media, I go on and I, I read uh, the newspaper, like a uh, newspaper called The Athletic. It's like a soccer newspaper. Stupid yeah. thing, but it's not social media. But it's not, it's and it's also like, not a, a typical newspaper where it's like, this person yeah. died. Like yeah it's not like Irish independent first thing in the morning okay happened. I didn't need to know like you know 300 people yeah, in the country I've never visited like oh, 100% so yeah. exactly so it's, it's soccer soccer transfers stupid things but it's just something to read through and I try not to reply to messages or anything until like I'm awake for like an hour yeah. you know because the last thing you want to do is reply first thing because you're not really reading properly and stuff so but back to the anxiety thing the phones I think is now I know you'll be and you'll be a good different to but kind of being present to and being prone to and stuff but definitely for me and from seeing that day on the boat and stuff and mm. <laughs> you see if anxiety is the right word I'm not sure it's like a pressure to be I'm not sure what is it anxiety? I think it is anxiety but you know I know there's different levels of anxiety people have anxiety yeah. like, there's like, loads of different types shop. as well loads yeah. of different types like, so I, yeah like I two of my friends had anxiety and it was proper anxiety like one of them went on medication the other one ended up in hospital thinking he was having a heart attack so that's anxiety that's not a lot of people are using like you know you're worried about an interview i'm feeling really like i've anxiety it's like you don't have anxiety you have normal worry about something that like you know could have the potential to go wrong and there's consequences so for me like anxiety is something that is like there constantly often for no reason um and gets in the way of your life like stops you functioning properly um but sorry what were you saying about the phone you were saying something i was going to say uh, something else on it oh yeah sorry i was saying that the phone being present or not. does yeah being present i think it does cause anxiety but i think it's very it's not like i know people who mm. have real anxiety where they get panic attacks yeah. and stuff it's not that level but it's that it's, a, it's an added pressure i think and yeah it's, I, it's kind of like yeah. you know i think uh, it's not the, it's not the deep one yeah i think i think for me as well for me as well it depends on like how you're using social media so my social media is completely for work and that causes its own set of like stresses and anxieties and stuff because 90 to 95 percent of my business comes through instagram so if i deleted instagram tomorrow which i actually would love to do it um part of me loves i do like writing content and creating content stuff but there's part of me that that would just be like if you could just give me x number of clients and I just work with them and I don't need to advertise and I don't need to use social media. Yeah. If that was an option, I would probably just take that route. Um, Got someone else to do it. Yeah, but I think, yeah, if someone else just ran the whole thing and I just made the content and yeah. sent it to them, didn't even see my Instagram, that would be great. Yeah. 
but the way that I look at it, I'm like, you know, some people look at it and they're like looking, okay, how many people liked it? Who liked it? Did this person like it? Did it get shared? Um, how do I look? I'm trying to put up photos to show off and do this. And the way that I use it is like, I'll put it up and then be like, right, did that get like decent engagement? If it did, okay, that's probably a sign that I should make more similar to that. Uh, am I going up in followers? Yes. Okay. What I'm doing is working here. Am I getting more like comments and messages from that post? Yes. Then that's having more of an impact. So that's the way that I use it most of the time. But then there's also, as I said, I fall into comparison sometimes watching other people's stories and seeing coaches, you know, because they'll you're in, you're in these groups and you see people talking about a guy, for example, that I know, um, 50,000 he met in the last 30 days, coach. Like, an Irish coach from not too far from where I live. And I'm like, okay, like, let's try not to like, look at that and go, I feel like shit because I'm nowhere near that. Instead of looking and going, okay, that's interesting. Like what's possible, but that's also not going to like make me any happier. I guess it gives me more opportunities, but it's not going to like change my life overnight if that happened. Um, And I know that from going from someone who literally made less than the dole per week and being on the dole and stuff, trying to grow my business to like being in a position where I'm earning an okay amount that I can live off and travel off and pay my bills and whatever. It didn't change my life dramatically. Yeah. I had less stress, less worry, all of that, but it comes with its own sets of problems like paying tax and all of that kind of shit. So, um, I think it depends on how you use it for sure. And I I have to catch myself like say January there, like work was just a a little bit like difficult, just wasn't getting the, the amount of clients I needed and, I, I'm full-time online. Like, I don't have a backup plan. I don't have, like, a safety net. Yeah. I don't have, like, rich parents I can ring up, hey, send me money. So um, that was, like, a little bit difficult kind of the start of the year because it's usually the busiest time of the year and I just wasn't getting that influx of people. So then I started, like, freaking out a little bit. But I started noticing the way I use social media. I was using it. My screen time went way up. Uh, Instagram at the minute, I think I use it, like, 30 minutes a day, 40 minutes a day, which is, like, insane. I thought it was longer. But I go on and check messages. I do that, whatever I post. I don't really scroll. I look yeah. through stories. I don't scroll that often, to be honest. Um, and I noticed that I was using it like in a really negative way. Every time I got on, I'd see other people and it would be constantly like proof of like the fact that I wasn't doing well. And then that would like lower my self-esteem and I'd feel worthless and lose my sense of like identity because I'm not doing well as a coach or I'm not earning enough. And so I was like, right, I need to, I need to like limit myself. So I literally, what I did was I muted like a lot of these people that I follow. So anyone that was like, maybe if I noticed if I, if I saw something that would affect my mental health, see, I'd click, see less of these posts or else I'd like mute that person's story. So I still follow them, but mute their story or mute their post. So I'm yeah. not seeing it all the time. Yeah. The mute is, the mute is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Like if sure someone's listening, I'm sure people if, yeah. If, if someone's listening to this and they're like, Oh Jesus, I, I relate to that. Like every time I see, you know, let's say even like this is something I struggled with when I started out was seeing like these big bodybuilders in they're ripped and I like oh, I wish I looked like them and then I'd put my own progress down I'd look at skinny self in the mirror and I'd be like what the fuck you're a piece of shit look at these people yeah. like if, if that's happened just mute them because how many times do you run yeah. into a bodybuilder how many times do you see them in the best lighting in the best body fat levels looking their best all of this like f- fucking edited you name it, wearing tan. How many times do you see that in, in real life? Like for a lot of people, mm. it's zero unless you go to bodybuilding shows. So why would you like put yourself 
in a situation where you see that every single day if it's like grating on your mental health so i think it's how you yeah. use it as well and facebook and instagram actually in the last couple of years they've gotten really good at like uh facebook i see like every time i if i scroll on facebook um i get like i get like these really positive things like uh, this is gas but yesterday it was suggested for you and i took a screenshot of it and it was a guy with a with a stick and he was saving a slot that was just stuck on the road and i was like of course this mm. is like because i just love these kind of videos yeah. i'm like that's class like they're either funny or they're like uplifting other people are like jesus yeah. my, ne- my social media is so negative all i see is like deaths and this and that and like that's like the algorithm shapes it to what you watch and what yeah. you enjoy and what you stay watching so if that happens to me I- and i see something i'm like don't really want to see that i'll click see less see fewer and it actually improves what you see and that can that can have a massive impact yeah and just on the you think like i'm a hundred percent sure that some of my friends are probably muting me mm. you know like a hundred percent and probably muted you too and you know because they want to support you but they don't want to listen to your talk show yeah yeah and, and maybe so they fair. don't care about weight you know, loss maybe they're maybe they don't, and they don't care yeah. yeah yeah maybe they're like trying to gain weight or maybe they've had an eating disorder and yeah i'm not the best person to listen to if you have an eating disorder but there are pages out there that are directed specifically to you do you know so yeah I think that's important. It's all part and parcel. Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with you. I think that's not actually I noticed there one thing. I'm not sure if you're in Ireland at the moment. Does it cost yeah. the amount of like the post got? Uh it does, but you can turn it off. Yeah. Well, it, no, I, I when I was in Ireland it didn't come up. But then I moved to Australia and now I see the numbers. No, just oh, I just yeah. took notice of it there recently. It's yeah, small yeah. things like they, they did turn that off. So they started in Ireland first, I think, or like I think Ireland was one of the first places. Um, they took likes yeah. off and at the start I was okay that's interesting but I, I don't look at likes the same way a lot of people do they're like oh I got 200 likes in this photo of me on a night out yeah no you know, yeah. people like me I don't do that like I don't even put pictures I was in Barcelona for five days and I was going through photos and I take I take a lot of photos because I love photography I took a lot of videos and photos of food and like content basically and then I went wait a minute I have no photos like I have no pictures of me. Like I didn't even ask my friend to take a picture of me and we we're out for food. And I was like, yeah. I wanted to put up a post talking about like why food is so important and it's not just calories. And then I was like, I didn't even take a picture. And that just showed me like how much I was just enjoying the food and enjoying being present. Yeah. I don't use it to like, look at me, do you know? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, I actually, I, I had to leave my personal Instagram well, two and a half years and say, and just got it back recently um, because the issue that I had, I was meeting a lot of new people. And, and they're asking what's the your Instagram? Is, what's yeah. your Instagram? I was like, oh, it's, and we, we might be drinking. And they, I say, oh, it's uh, Dara McLeod. You're a life coach. And this is after a couple of beers. Yeah. I'm like, and you're like, I don't want, a couple, you don't want yeah, that to be the first. Yeah, the no, first. The first thing to think about. Yeah. So that's why I made a new one. But um, So that's what I use now. And you know, you can say it's linked together, but I was in Vietnam and people like, oh, what's your Instagram? Like, I was almost dreading them. I was dreading that question because I knew the second I'd say, they'd say, you're, you're a life coach. What is a life coach? And what do you do? And who do you? And like, I'm, I've been trying to enjoy myself and trying to have a few drinks and trying yeah, to meet yeah. you. And now suddenly they think, what's this guy? And what are you yeah, doing? So I, yeah. that's why I made they, it. They'll approach you before that stuff as well. Yeah, they did. Straight away they did. And I found yeah. it very interesting. But <clears throat> so be it. Yeah, but I think that's, that's something that like, let's just say like, 10 15 years ago if you met somebody they're like oh like i don't know if they want to keep in contact they'll get your email they get your number fucking might call over the house who knows but like it wasn't yeah. what's your instagram 
Um, and if you go onto a lot of people's Instagram, for me, it's like, yeah, it's my business profile. If you go on there, you should know what I do, who I help, all of that. Um, but someone else, like you go on and you know, like where they went to college, if they went to college, how many friends they have, like what they like to do, all this. You've all this information in seconds that you don't have to ask about. Yeah. So if even if you like, what I'll see is like, I'll meet people, they look at my Instagram and then they'll, they'll follow me, but they'll look through a few things and then they're judging you based on what they just saw. And it's just a weird like thing that just hasn't existed before as well. I know like talking about social media could be a separate podcast, but um, mm. like with what you said as well, like my girlfriend deleted her social media, like or her Instagram mainly um, would have been a few years ago. And she had that all the time. People meeting her and saying, oh, what's your Instagram? She's like, oh, I'm not Instagram. Oh, yeah. OK. And it's kind of like, oh, OK, what the fuck's wrong with are you? you? Like, are you, you don't have Instagram? Are you what, for us? Like, yeah, like okay that's fine she's like i have facebook oh, no one really uses facebook like yeah 100 it's like if you don't have yeah. instagram it's like what the fuck is wrong with you do you know people don't bother anymore you know yeah, yeah it's like I oh how am i supposed to like keep up to date with you and see everything you do I'm like uh maybe just talk just get my number or some just talk to me when you yeah. meet up for coffee or whatever do normal people things yeah you know, so what is there's no normal anymore is there I um so this is funny. I can so the day the day yeah the day I came home I think it was or the day after I was so jet like from Australia so about a month ago. Um, came back and my dad was going over to get his hair haircut. Um, his sister's a hairdresser, and it's just like local where I am. And someone came out. She just had her hair done. She comes out and she goes, "Oh, she didn't even say hi to my dad who she knew." She goes, "Oh, she goes it's it's great to see you. Great to finally see you in person." And I was just like, in my head thinking, who the fuck is this person? And then I, I thought about it and I was like, right, across all social medias, there's a few thousand people following oh, yeah. Chances are she's probably seen my videos. Like, uh, but it was just a weird thing. Cause it's like, I don't, it's not something I, I crave or want, but it happens, Do you know, like, especially if you're in the local area. But I was just thinking, I didn't have that for 10 months in Australia. No one even knew. I knew people for three months and then they went, oh, what do you do? Or like, Oh, I see, saw you on Instagram. You started coming up on my for you page. I'm like, and then they realized you're I'm a personal trainer. Do you know, but it's it just it really comes down to like how you're using it, and you have to kind of reflect and look at like, okay, is it like adding to my life? Is it taking away? How much time? I don't think yeah. you need to remove it altogether, but for me, okay, if I use it first thing in the morning, and if I use it first thing before bed, it tends to affect my sleep, my anxiety, uh, my yeah. mood, all of that. So, like. You need to figure out for yourself. I, I know as well, for example, if I use LinkedIn, because I, I never went to college. I didn't take that like conventional route. I did a year in GTI and then was like, I could waste four years in college. And like, you know, I got a place in college and I was like, I don't really want to waste four years and figure out what I want to do. I want to start building something now. Um, so took a risk and went down the route I went. But what was I saying with that? With LinkedIn, if I hop on LinkedIn, I'll see like, this person got promotion, this person got this job and you can nearly see how much they're earning. You can see like what they're doing. You can see like this person's in a high up job. This person's moving to this place. And it was just toxic. So like, I just, I have it like undownloaded. And if I ever need it for something, I'll use it, but I don't with my work. I don't need it. It would probably help with certain things, but I was just like, I don't need to see this every day. I don't need to see what this person I haven't talked this person I haven't talked to in four years, I don't need to see what they're doing or what they're earning right now. Like that's not going to make me feel any better. So it's to figure out what are the, I think, what are the things that are triggering you and how is it affecting you and then make changes. Cause you, 
you can like make changes to it. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's about I think it's about tailoring it. I think it's something that we can't get away from. Mm. And example, the girl from there, like, you know, she's caught an option in a rock. Does she do it again, or what does she do? Yeah, I don't think she will. You know, it's it, yeah, it's a tough one. If she, if she thinks that it's definitely detrimental, it's definitely more negative than positive. Then definitely not. But in my situation, I I don't really. I don't that much. I started a brand new new page, and I purposely didn't follow that many. Like I think I'm like 150 or something like that mm. purposely, so that so that I won't be like it doesn't really update that much, and I'll check it maybe once or twice a day, you know. Mm. Um, and just to keep in contact with people I meet, which I think is good, and it doesn't affect me in a negative way that much. Um, but I think it is about tailoring it. Like I have a I have a a clock oh, I don't know what, a downtime or something I'm only okay. have 45 minutes 40, 45 minutes a day of Instagram Facebook Twitter TikTok 45 yeah. minutes a day I got a 5 minute reminder when I'm at 40 minutes that I'm only 5 minutes left okay literally that I don't check it really until maybe 9am I'm up at, I'm up at about 5.20 5.15 mm. don't check it about 9am Um, try not to check it after 8pm you know small things Um. I only try to go on it really if I got a message or a notification or something, not to be scrolling. You know, small. That was, I'm not perfect, not perfect, but these are kind of small things you can introduce to make to make it less of an addiction, mm. I suppose. Yeah. Um, as I said, the far the far step to stay off your phone in general is brilliant. I use that. I try to use that once a day if I can. Um, but yeah, at the moment it's kind of I feel I have it under control. I have kind of structures in place to kind of not let it get out of control. Mm. Um. And even small like that time check, whatever that reminder thing, it just kind of it just kind of gets your head in motion. Like sometimes, sometimes I hit forty minutes. I get a five minute warning at four p.m. And other days I don't hit get any five minute warning. So if I get a five minute warning at four p.m. or five p.m., like what the fuck was I doing today? Yeah. And you look yeah. back and you're like, actually, yeah, today was boring. At that time, I see why yeah. I did this. So, you know, it yeah, kind of sure. it makes you it's that bit of a stopgap. You want to, it creates the friction between you scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah so I think I think this podcast has probably been long enough like there's loads more I could like yeah. talk about but I'd say we'll just do it another, I know. Like, another time because we could easily great. stay for like two Sounds or three great. hours and I know it's getting late for you as well so I know. yeah I've really like really Rogan. yeah really appreciated having you on and uh, yeah it was great I think there's a lot of things there like even that I'm taking um, I'm going to like implement yeah. my own clients and uh, just it's just been really interesting there's a lot of like the, the whole Vietnam thing and everything was, was class like and it's just great it's great to hear it and hear other people's stories and experiences and stuff so much yeah. appreciate it um, where can people find you if they want to find you um, on Instagram yeah <laughs> on, uh, Instagram yeah I, ironically um, so maybe stay off social media but follow our pages that's it yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no Darmok uh, underscore life coach on Instagram cool. and my website is www.darmaclifecoach.com and that's actually been updated recently great um so yeah those two if you want to reach out or anything yeah stuff all right thanks million thank you very much thanks